This week for episode 55, I've got some new movie trailers, including the just-released hours ago Spider-Man Homecoming. In the news, I've got a guy with an interesting name, a parrot that wants to sell you a house, bikini-clad baristas, and so much more. And in recommended listening this week, my wife sat down with me for one of her favorite shows, the Myths and Legends podcast. Beginning on that old podcast in five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the Odd Dad Out Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. That's right, I just can't keep things straight around here, except that I like to make fun of news and talk about nerdy stuff, and rant a little bit, and share the stuff that I like. So, like I said, we had a bunch of new trailers this last week, and it's just going to be... I'm not totally going to overload the show with trailers this week. I, I've done that before. Hell, I did that a few weeks ago. But there was a lot of movies. That was all I had. To, that, that's all I needed. But we got three new trailers for some really big movies coming up. So I just I just got to talk about them because I'm still a nerd and I still love movies. And you should be used to this by now. So let's roll into the movie news. First up today, we have the latest trailer for Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. This one's bringing back, obviously you've got Johnny Depp coming back, you've got Captain Jack Sparrow, you've got uh, Barbosa. you've apparently, Orlando Bloom and Kira Knightley both pop up back in this one. I think they realized after the fourth movie that they need all of them to be successful, but this one is a whole new thing having to do with like young Jack and something that happened when he was just getting started as a pirate before he was the Jack Sparrow. But let's just take a look here. Pirates had infected the seas for generations. So I vowed to eliminate them all. Then, there was this boy, Jack Sparrow. Follow him in! He took everything from me. And filled me with... Rage. The dead have taken command of the sea. They're searching for a girl, a girl, and a sparrow. I have heard stories of a mighty Spanish captain who has hunted and killed thousands of men. No, 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 men, no, 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 no. Pirates. Pirates. I once knew a Spaniard named something in Spanish. He's coming for you, Jack. Where's your ship? Your crew? 
your pants. Jack, move! I'm so sorry, were you still talking? There's nowhere to hide. Find Sparrow for me. From this moment on, we are to be allies. Considering where your left hand is, I'd say we're more than that. I'm not looking for trouble. What a horrible way to live. You will pay for what you did to me. Men on that ship are looking for Jack. I'm going to swim for it. Karina, stop that. No, 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 no. Don't stop it. This has gone far enough. No, it has not. I saw her ankles. You'd have seen a lot more if you kept your cake holes shut. Okay. Now, I, I, I said it when I posted up the, the trailer on, on Facebook. But I admit, yes, these movies have kind of, they've kind of dropped off in quality. Uh, on Stranger Tides was kind of crap. It was a weird, wonky story and let's shoehorn Jack Sparrow into it. They've kind of brought this back where it actually matters. Jack is important. The entire story is about Jack. And after all, that's kind of what the whole series was about. It was really Jack and Will and Elizabeth and all the shit that went on around them, right? This is back to that. It's about Jack. It looks fun. And, you know, the one of the little panels pops up, the final adventure. So are they ending it on this? I don't know. I'm... For this, if this is good, I doubt they're gonna end it here. I don't think they will. I think it's this is. As a, I've seen a lot of movies where they they screwed up one and then they make another one right after that. Just epic is just like an apology. And I'm hoping that this is basically the apology for Pirates Four. It could also be a sorry we screwed up and we drove this series into the ground. We're gonna go out with a bang, but. I think in order to go out with a bang, they have to kill Jack. Who knows? I don't know. But it does look good. It looks good. So I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm suspending disbelief. I think Pirates 5 looks good. I think if it is good, they should quit while they're ahead and stop trying to milk this franchise. I know Johnny Depp has said he will play Jack Sparrow as long as they will let him. So let's hope they stop letting him. Just for the sake of don't drive it completely into the ground. That's that's all I'm saying. But it looks good. I like it. I, I own all of the other ones. I really do. I personally own the DVDs, believe it or not, of all of the other Pirates of the Caribbean movies. So I, I'm going to see this. I like the movies. I like Jack Sparrow. They're fun movies. Again, 4 was kind of garbage. It's it's They're still a fun series. Okay, coming up next, we have the latest, I guess technically the first official full trailer for the Justice League. And I know I played before and there was the teaser trailer that came out before and some of that stuff works its way in here. But this is kind of the first full length official trailer that we've got for the Justice League that just came out this weekend. So let's check this one out.
attack coming from far away. Not coming, Bruce. It's already here. The others, where are they? Arthur Curry, the Aquaman. It's on him. Organic and biomechatronic body parts. He's a cyborg. You should probably move. Barry Allen. Whoever you're looking for, it's not me. He's a Batman. They said the age of heroes would never come again. It has to. What are your superpowers again? I'm rich. like a bat. I dig it. Maybe temporary. Okay. Again, another sort of a trailer that has to be good. It has to be better than its predecessors because... BBS was critically ripped to pieces. Suicide Squad was ripped to pieces. We've still got Wonder Woman coming up uh, this summer. But Justice League has to just be completely awesome. It's the Justice League. You've got Batman and Wonder Woman and Aquaman, who looks fucking awesome, by the way, and Cyborg and The Flash. And this trailer is kind of that whole, hey, let's, it's the... Or, like, I wouldn't say origin trailer, but it's the, let's, it's the rounding up the team, the, hey, we're gonna show off everybody because this is the first trailer. At the same time, it's got tons of action, and if there's, there's one thing Warner Brothers is definitely good at, is making a good trailer. Unfortunately, they're also good at making deceptive trailers. BVS and Suicide Squad were played out to be much better in their trailers than the movies actually were. That being said, the action sequences in this trailer look awesome. Jason Momoa as Aquaman. Aquaman is like the butt of every Justice League and Super Friends and whatever joke ever in history. He's the fruitiest damn superhero ever. But he looks fucking awesome. And the bit at the end where he's riding the Batmobile and launching into parademons looks fucking awesome. They they made Aquaman Drax the Destroyer. So... I'm I'm digging this. Now there's a, a ton to to question in this. They keep saying Superman's in this. Superman's in this. For those paying playing the home game, Superman died air quotes at the end of of Batman vs Superman. 
Of course, he didn't die. He never dies. But he has yet to be shown in any promotional material. Other than a couple, like, hey, here's a poster of the Justice League and Superman's in it. They haven't shown him in any trailers. They haven't shown any clips. Tons of rumors, oh, he's going to wake up evil or something like this. But there's tons of shots in this trailer of them fighting parademons and just huge battle sequences. Amazonians and and Atlanteans fighting hordes of parademons with you know the Justice League charging in. Crazy shit. It just looks awesome. And I'm really hoping that this is good. Because it's really a shame that these movies have had such a hard time taking off. But much like the Wonder Woman trailer looks great. I'm really hopeful for Wonder Woman. I'm really hopeful for Justice League. I hope they don't fuck it up. I really hope that they turned things around. They've said that they've turned things around and that they were going to... They took the criticism from the last two movies to get this right. So let's hope that this is good. Because I don't want a shitty Justice League. You know, I came from a, I grew up, we were huge Batman fans, huge Superman fans. We were not big Marvel fans other than you know, every kid in the 90s watched the uh, Fox Kids uh, X-Men. Everybody watched that. You also watched the Batman the Animated Series. Those are like the two best animated, uh, cart, like the cartoon versions of comic book shows ever. Everybody watched those. But the Justice League has that, that, that honor. They're just the most badass. The Avengers are great, but the Justice League are badass and they need to be badass. So I am really, really hoping that this is as good as this trailer says. And I'm hoping next time they pop up a trailer or something, you see some, image of Superman. I don't think they're going to keep him hidden for the next, until it comes out. That'd be, that would be bad. Yeah, that would be bad. Uh, to quote my old chemistry textbook, not to know is bad. Okay. Last up in, in trailers, and it just dropped this morning, is the latest trailer for Spider-Man Homecoming. I guess it's technically... I would say it's the first trailer. The first one was much like Justice League. It was kind of a teaser. It wasn't really the actual trailer. But here we go with Spider-Man Homecoming. What's up, guys? So to become an Avenger, are there like trials or an interview? Do me a favor. Can't you just be a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man? Just stay close to the ground. You're the Spider-Man from YouTube. Can you summon an army of spiders? No, Ned, no. Do you know him too? He stole his shield. Can I try the suit on? Badass. The rich and the powerful, like Stark, they don't care about us. The world's changing, boys. Time we change too. These weapons are crazy dangerous. Listen, Peter, forget the flying monster guy. There are people who handle this sort of thing. The illegal weapons barrier was at 2.30. You missed it. No, 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 no.
What if somebody had died? I was just trying to be like you. I wanted you to be better. I'm gonna need the suit back. But I'm nothing without this suit. If you're nothing without this suit, then you shouldn't have it. I screwed up. You need to stop carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders. I want you to understand. I'll do anything to protect my family. I know you know what I'm talking about. So don't mess with me. Because I will kill you and everybody you love. still out there. I've just got to do this on my own. Just don't do anything stupid. I got this. All right? Yeah. Okay, it's nice to see they're they're basically making a unified tone. Because now that Spider-Man is in the Marvel Universe, like the shared Sony Marvel Universe, he interact. There's lots of Tony Stark. There's lots of Avengers talk, Avengers towers, and the posters. And there's, you know, he's there. And there's a lot of Spider-Man wanting to join the Avengers because this is like 16-year-old Spider-Man, which is great. And it's nice that they're going back in that way. It is kind of, it kind of sucks that. Because they've incorporated Spider-Man into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, that now it basically means that Tony Stark pops up everywhere. Because Tony Stark pops up everywhere. He is in every single MCU movie. You go back. He's in everything. Somewhere. But he's the linchpin of the MCU. So, you kind of, that's just kind of the deal. Like, Batman control, you know, holds on to the whole DCEU. Iron Man, same deal. What is it? It's a rich ass guy with gadgets. Con- you know, is the leader of that uh, cinematic universe. But it looks fun. It looks like a good Spider-Man movie. It looks like a good story, and I think that's kind of important. But it looks dark. No other Spider-Man has so far been this dark. Where you've got Michael Keaton playing the Vulture. Who's kind of a twisted guy anyway, but Michael Keaton is great at playing a villain. He's great. I mean, he's a great actor anyway, but he's great with this in that when he says, I'm going to kill you and everybody you love. Fuck, dude, you believe the look on his face is just evil. He, I think as much as is, yes, it's a Spider-Man movie, but no hero can succeed without a great villain to make him look good. And I think Michael Keaton is just going to be a great villain. I hope he's not as flat. There's been a lot of, you know, people nag about how Marvel movie villains are very flat and they just kind of throw them in there and they're like another version of the hero, which, yeah, in a lot of cases, that's basically it. Spider-Man, not so much. There's like two villains in the entire Spider-Man universe that are really anything like Spider-Man and they haven't touched him. Okay, they did Venom, but pay no attention to that Venom. There's a new Venom movie they're working on that's going to be completely separate, and they're saying it's going to be like a horror, sci-fi horror movie. But that's a story for another day. I think this Vulture is going to make this movie. This is going to be so heavy that the really just... And and again, yeah, it's it's Spider-Man trying to become an Avenger and Spider-Man trying to grow up. 
and all of that. And it, it's Spider-Man Homecoming. So it's like it is, it's the, here's Spider-Man post-Civil War coming back after fighting with the Avengers. And how did that change his life and his being Spider-Man? So, I don't know. I think it's going to be fun. I still, I have not, honestly, I will admit, I have not seen either of the amazing Spider-Man movies. The ones, uh, the second version of Spider-Man. I, I, I saw bits and pieces and I wasn't feeling it. So I was just like, nah, I'll pass. This I want to see. I think Tom Holland's doing a good job with the 16-year-old Spider-Man, even though I think he's like 20 now, whatever. He looks young. But it looks like a good movie. I'm, I think I'm going to enjoy it. And I've, I like that they're finally getting Spider-Man into the MCU. It's going to be cool seeing Spider-Man in Infinity War because you know they're going to have Spider-Man in the Infinity War and he's going to be playing into other stuff. And so it's, I, I'm digging it. That's just it. Ah, Spider-Man is fun. Everybody loves Spider-Man. He's like Batman. Everybody loves Batman. Everybody loves Superman and everybody loves Spider-Man. And really, you could probably fuck off every other character out there. Every other comic book character. Even if you have a preference, everybody's got a preference, but everybody likes Superman, Batman, Spider-Man. If you don't, fuck off your full of it. Anyway, that's enough trailers for now. I'm going to take my first little promo break here, and I will be right back with the news. What's happening with the Moolman? What, what's happening to the new man? What's happening with the Moolman? I don't know the song about the new man. Hey, it's the new man. If you're looking for a new podcast to check out, why not check out what's happening with the new man? With the crazy mad scientist from Australia talking about all sorts of things from gardening to cooking to life at home with your kids, what's happening with the new man podcast is the one for you. Check it out now. It's on iTunes, What's Happening with the New Man, also on Podbean, and all your social media pipes. Make sure you press the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. You don't want to miss this hilarious podcast from Australia, What's Happening with the New Man. Okay, first up today, I've got a guy with a weird name. And it's not, his problem isn't that he has a weird name. His problem is he has a weird name and he put it on his license plate. Lorne Grabber of Nova Scotia, Canada put his name on a license plate. He put his name, he got a vanity plate made and a lot of people get vanity plates. And if you have a name that fits, you a lot of people put their name on their vanity plate. He made it up for his dad. Back in 1991, he had his family name put on the license plate. Well, now the uh, let's, nah, nah, nah. the local government has said, like the DPS or whatever the hell it is in Nova Scotia, has said, uh, we're uh, invalidating your license plate because it's offensive. 
And why is it offensive? Lauren Grabber has his name is spelled G-R-A-B-H-E-R. And people are dumb and read grab her. And because we live in an area, an area, an era, too many A's, where everybody associates everything with being offensive, now suddenly it's people think that it's some sort of uh, a Donald Trump reference. Mind you, this is in Canada, and he's had this since plate since 1991. People are associating this with that whole uh, Donald Trump uh, grabbing women and all that. I was like, really? You're Canadian. Aren't you not supposed to be getting offended? Isn't that like the Canadian thing? You're supposed to be so passive. But they literally, because people might be offended. They, they're saying that it is misogynistic and people might misinterpret it as socially unacceptable. Don't be a bunch of pussies. The guy's got his name on a license plate. People put profanity on license plates. Okay, there was a fucking Seinfeld episode about it where a guy fucking had his ass man on his license plate. They let people do that, and what they won't let him put grabber his fucking name. It's his name. At least he he's protest. He's like he's uh not protesting. He's he's appealing it. It's his family name. It's been around. It's been there. It's an old name. He just wants to have his damn name on his license plate. What's the fucking wrong with that? Don't be a bunch of assholes. You're Canada. You can't be that much of a dick. Canada, one giant dick in this particular case. Uh, <clears throat> moving along quickly, because I got a bunch of stuff today. I do. Uh, what is the most original way you could think of to sell a house? Like everybody knows, if you try and sell a house, it's trying to get people to look at your house, at your pictures on little real estate website. What about dressing up a guy as a giant parrot? Well, that's what one guy did. They decided, he said, well, I want you to, he told the realtor, I want something that will get people to look at my house. I want to sell my house. What are you going to do to make my pictures of my house stand out over all the rest? And they're like, let's dress up a guy as a fancy parrot. So they took a bunch of pictures in the house. You know, your standard realtor pictures. Here's the dining room. Here's the bedrooms. Here's the bathrooms, all that. Here's the backyard. Well, let's have a guy in a parrot suit uh, cooking on the grill. Let's have a guy in a parasuit and a tuxedo sitting down at the dinner table. And you know what? It sure as shit worked because within a week he had a thousand people making inquiries into the house. What the hell? Not. I mean, this is a, we, we live in a, an internet social media weird era where everything goes viral. Well, I'm sorry. A, a real estate listing with a giant parrot is going to fucking go viral. It's funny. And I, it's a great idea. I love it because it's way thinking outside the box. I mean, what better way to get people to click on your house pictures than have a giant parrot. It just stands out. And it's a really nice house. This is like this gorgeous house. 
and lots of nice stone. And I mean, it's just, it's a beautiful house. And he's out on the back deck with the grill, but you've got this neon fucking parrot in the middle of the picture. Your eye goes to the parrot. It's genius. <laughs> it is genius marketing. I, I, applause to, I have an applause button somewhere. I just don't have it queued up. Oh well. Applause to the giant parrot realtor man. And this was supposed to be just like a one-off thing. They've, they have not said, Hey, who's in the suit? Is it the realtor? Is it the owner? Is it just some other guy that's there? Hey, we need a giant parrot for a photo shoot. They haven't said, but I would not be surprised if this realtor doesn't pull out the giant parrot for some high-end clients here and there. Which seems funny. The high, I think it's going to be the high-end clients with a sense of humor. There's going to be those uppity bitches that are like, oh my god, you're not going to degrade my house. You're selling a fucking house. You're not going to besmirch my my listing with your, your silly parrot. My silly parrot's going to sell your house. Sure as shit it did. <sighs> marketing. Go marketing. That's, that is a lesson you will not learn in any marketing class. One lesson you will learn in a marketing class is sex sells. Including the now very popular, uh, <clears throat> bikini baristas. Uh, bikini beans, espresso, which there's actually several of them out here in the Phoenix metro area. Uh, they're really, this particular, I think this is like the only one that's like a chain at this point. I don't know. I don't go to, to the little coffee kiosk. I don't buy coffee. I just make my own. But bikini beans, they're all over Arizona and Washington. I guess in Washington, these bikini uh, coffee shops are really big. And some of them are like topless beans and all this stuff. And the girls just wearing pasties. Out here, they wear bikinis. They wear, you know, proper bikinis and whatnot. But, you know, they said, uh, the bikini beans espresso brand, they're kind of getting up a lot of people are getting mad. You yeah. know, now guess who's getting mad? Uppity moms, really super uptight women who think it's demeaning and it's objectification and oh, it's, it's, it's offensive. And like, oh, I can't bring my children by there. Like, if you're stopping it, if you're going to be offended by a woman in a bikini, why are you going to the bikini beans espresso stop? There's a Starbucks drive through around the corner. There's a, a Dutch Brothers. There's a Stingers. There's, there's a hundred different coffee kiosks. So just don't go to the bikini beans if you don't want to see the bikini girl. That being said, what's so fucking wrong with it? Really? They say, oh, it's demeaning to women. Um, they're not being forced to dress this way. This was not a Starbucks that said, okay, tomorrow all the girls have to show up in G-strings. No, this is called Bikini Beans Espresso. These girls applied for this job, meaning they wanted to go out there and, and they're exhibitionists. They're outgoing. This is something they wanted to do. They are not being forced to do this. They did not apply at Starbucks and get told they have to be naked. They came out and said, I want to work at Bikini Beans. And the owners, guess what, are primarily women. Because there's 
there's two sides to this. There's the people who are like, oh, you know, dressing women up in, in, in provocative outfits and them wearing revealing clothing is demeaning and objectifying, and objectifying women and all this. Maybe it's objectifying women. But when they're doing it themselves, you cannot say that. They're not being forced into this. The other camp, guess what? The employees, the owners, there's like, this is empowering. This is these women getting to say, look at me. This is, I am proud of my body and I want to show the world. It's the same thing in porn. It's the same thing in strippers. Yes, there are porn stars who are, who are like blackmailed into it, who are like sex workers. There are strippers who are like down on their luck and they're doing, but there are some of them in those groups who do that, who are in porn, who are stripping because they enjoy the experience because they feel empowered by the experience of controlling their body and doing what they want without somebody telling them, no, you can't do that because that is improper. A woman shouldn't do that. A woman shouldn't display her body. Guess what? If a woman wants to display her body, she has the right to do that. There are you know health codes in place and things like that. Guess what? Bikini beans is within the health code. Otherwise, they'd have been shut down years ago, but they've been around. They're a chain now. They're in multiple states. They're a thing. Back the fuck off. It's not like there are topless steakhouses out there. There are places, there are restaurants where you go in and they are literally naked. Where the waitresses are. And I remember Jeff Foxworthy doing a whole stand-up bit on this, but these places exist. There are steakhouses where the waitresses are naked. They're wearing like a, a, a G-string, like a, like a flesh-toned G-string and pasties and the menu is painted on the naked girl. That's not this. This is girls in bikinis. They're showing up in, yeah, skimpy outfits. They might have what are cowboy boots and a, and a G string, but they're covered up and they, they enjoy their work. And guess what? They're very popular and there are families that come through and they interact with kids and those families are fine. It's just the uptight people that want to bitch. So don't bitch. Uh, <clears throat> you, on a similar note, there's actually a, I don't know what this is, a hot pot restaurant in Taipei, Taiwan. I don't know what hot pot is. I also don't eat Chinese food. So I don't eat, I'm not a fan of Asian cuisine. Sorry. But, uh, they're getting, they just kind of had a big promotional thing where they had all of their wait, all the waitresses in bikinis. This was like a one-off thing, like short term, like, oh, this week, all the waitresses are in bikinis and they were all dressed the same, all wearing like white bikinis or whatever. But it was a one-shot big promotional thing to draw in customers because in China, it's illegal, straight up. Um, there was a, and again, Taiwan, not China, whatever. But over there, because of the governments, because of the government control and the ultra-conservative, uh, uh, the government there controls everything and said, no, you can't do that. Well, there was a restaurant that tried to do a full, hey, this is our uh, they tried to do the bikini beans thing and, hey, your uniform is a bikini. They tried to convert to that and they were like, no, that's illegal. You're shut down. You can't have it full time there. Guess what? It's China. You can't do that in China. Um, people get executed for things like that. I don't know. But 
And guess what? This is America, where if a woman wants to, to wear a bikini and make your coffee, she can wear a bikini and make your coffee. And it's hot in them little kiosks. Let the girl uh, relax. Uh, speaking of China, I totally didn't do it on purpose, but speaking of China, <laughs> apparently there's uh, issues with stealing toilet paper. I didn't know there was like a toilet paper shortage in, in China. But authorities in Beijing have begun installing facial recognition scanners at the Temple of Heaven, which I guess is like one of their biggest tourist attractions, uh, to prevent people from taking more toilet paper than necessary, like in a certain amount of time. So you go to the public toilet. I guess they've just got some like super ultra four ply toilet paper. I don't know, but it's this super swanky place, I guess. I don't know. I don't know China, but apparently they have super high end toilet paper and it's a public facility. So people were just going up and stealing the toilet paper. And now they put in facial scanners. So you, in order to get toilet paper, you have to go up to the machine. It scans your face. It dispenses you your, your allotted amount of toilet paper. And then it's got like a timer. So if you come back again, it's not going to give you any more toilet paper. Sucks if you've got a digestive problem. Really? What if you've, what if you've got Crohn's disease? What if you've got ulcerative colitis? I think that's one of those things. What if you've got, what if you have a digestive problem? You're just getting kind of screwed by these facial scanners. At the same time, you're probably not at a tourist destination in China. You're probably sitting at home on your toilet, wishing you had that magical temple of heaven uh, toilet paper. Or you're using the single ply because it's just cheap and you can burn through it quickly. Nevertheless, it's weird. <laughs> I can't believe people are stealing toilet paper. That's just, that's, I've, I mean, I've seen it in like homeless people stealing toilet paper. I've seen that. But that's homeless people stealing from public toilets. It, it's city toilet paper and it's garbage toilet paper. I never use a public toilet just for the sake of the toilet paper sucks. This apparently China is not like that. Apparently China puts good toilet paper out there and so good that you need to scan your face before you can crap. Ah, China. <laughs> Normally it's Japan. Normally Japan's the weird shit. This time it's China and it's just, I think they're just really uptight. I don't know. All right. Last story of the day. Fake IRS agent tries to scam a cop. Okay, it's tax season. Tax tax day is coming up in a few weeks if you're in the US. And it's it's one of those that you start getting radio commercials and TV commercials and all those uh buyer beware and 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 consumer beware that people are going to be making or like you're going to get a phone call and there's scammers out there claiming they're with the IRS saying that you owe back taxes, you owe late fees, you owe this, you owe this, you owe this. So just send us $3,000 to clear up your fines and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, and we want that payment in iTunes gift cards. Yeah, shit like that really happens. People fall for this. They will call and say, oh, we want you to make your payment in Best Buy gift cards or Amazon gift cards. Like, I don't think the IRS needs iTunes gift cards. And 
this one particular guy called to scam somebody. And they went around saying, if you don't pay this, we will send police to your house and we will have you arrested for, uh, you know, for iron, for, uh, uh, tax fraud and all this stuff. Couple of things. First off, they can't arrest you for not paying your taxes. They can take you to court and you can do jail time for not paying your taxes, but that's for refusing to file your taxes and refusal to pay your tax. That's a whole other thing. But when you just, oh, they can't just like send cops to your house for, for tax, for not doing your taxes. It's tax fraud. It's lying on your taxes, shit like that. That's a whole other thing. Uh, you owe the IRS money. They're just going to take the money. They're not going to come and arrest you. They want the money, not you. Second of all, they will never, ever, 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 ever call you. Especially your cell phone. They can't do that. They, I mean, if you let, if you contacted them and you said, Hey, call me at this number, they could call you. Otherwise, they can't do that. They're not going to, call you and say you owe us money. They're going to send you a letter. Why? They're the government. They have your address. They're going to send you a letter saying, hey, you owe back taxes. Hey, you owe fines. Whatever. They're going to do that by mail. They always do it by mail. It's a paper trail. If they call, it's a lot harder to trace and prove that they talked to the right person. But they send you a certified letter saying you got back taxes, then you... Guess what? They know you got that letter. Congratulations. You can't deny it. Um, this particular guy called a police officer. That's right. He called saying, oh, you owe back taxes. You owe back fines. Pay us whatever the hell amount of money and uh, have it sent to this location. Well, the guy they called was a cop. And they're telling him, Oh, if you don't contact us back, if you don't make arrangements to make these payments, we will send police to you and have you arrested for tax evasion, blah, blah, blah. Which, again, can't happen. He's a cop. He knows better. So what's he do? He gets on the line with them, and he keeps kind of asking, kind of, he's throwing, he's baiting them, basically. He starts baiting them in, trying to collect evidence to, of course, recording the entire thing baiting them to get the evidence to prove that this is an entire, this whole thing is a scam proving this is not the IRS calling me and these people are trying to rip me off. And he's like, Oh, Hey, will you, uh, well, why I'm just going to go make this payment down at the local IRS office. Like, oh, well, you, you can't do that there. Cause, uh, they don't have your case number cause it's been transferred to my office. It's like IRS, big ass government agency. They've got the case number. Not, you're not the IRS dude. Um, guy couldn't even keep his own fake name straight. But yeah, it's just, it's, I, it's sad that there are people that fall for it. These people collect millions. They, it's, it's a shame that there are people dumb enough to fall for some of these scams. And I, I, I know it's mean to say they're dumb because the people they're calling, they're preying on people. They're primarily going after the old. They're going after people who really don't know better or are too old and trusting, you know, 95-year-old grandma, they say, oh, you owe us $3,000. Okay, honey, how do we need to pay that? That's what happens. 95-year-old grandma, I need $5,000 in iTunes gift cards mailed to this address, you know. And they do it. That is, ah, that's, that's what's so sad. It's, to me, that's incredibly sad. They prey on the weak and the elderly. And it's a shame. 
but it's just yeah uh, i this less of less of a weird news and more of a warning piece if the irs calls you if anyone calls you saying you owe them taxes they're full of crap that's it um irs isn't going to call you they're going to send you a letter they're going to do a shit. They, IRS will work with you. They'll more likely just dock your paycheck than call you. Sorry. But they want to get this handled and they have a paper trail because they're the government. The government doesn't call you. They're not going to call your cell phone. They're going to call another brand. They're going to call the post office and make sure you got it. That's what they'll do. But you're going to get a letter. You're going to get a lot of letters. That's what the government does. They like paper. <sighs> All right. Coming up, I've got one more break, and this week's recommended listening was actually pre-recorded, because like I mentioned, my wife sat down with me, but I do the show while she's at work, so we kind of had to do this ahead of time. But she sat down with me this week to talk about one of her favorite shows, the Myths and Legends podcast. What's up, guys? This is Epic Film Guy Nick here, and I just want to take a few moments to tell you about an excellent podcast that I personally listen to called Ice and the Face. All right, now, if you're a fan of dystopian and even nihilistic comedy, this is the show for you. Rick and Sarah take the most ridiculous news items in the world every single week, and they just tear these stories down, all while having a great, great laugh. They're usually joined by guests who jump right in on the fun, and it's just a great time. They just launched a Patreon over at patreon.com slash ice in the face, so you can also support them. But if you're not listening to this show, what you need to do is go to their website at iceintheface.com or jump over on your favorite podcasting app and subscribe to Ice in the Face. I promise you'll listen for two minutes and you will be hooked just like I am. So go ahead and give it a listen and back to your regularly scheduled program. This is the Myths and Legends Podcast, Episode 64, Warts and All. This is a podcast where I tell stories from mythology and folklore. Some are incredibly popular stories you think you know, but with surprising origins. Others are stories you might not have heard, but really should. This week, you'll see why you shouldn't let your children play in the dark forest. They might just bring home a slimy new best friend. Then, on the Creature of the Week, it's a cat from the Peruvian Highlands that enjoys dance walking up rainbows and shooting lightning out of its eyes. And that is this week's <laughs> featured podcast, Myths and Legends. And I decided because she's the one who turned me on to this show. I'm into the mythology thing, but my wife decided that she found this and she she introduced it to me. So I decided she had to come on to talk about it with me. Hello. So here's my wife, Rihanna. That's me. That's you. So I really, really love this show. I'm. It's one of my, like... <clears throat> I wouldn't say, like, it's the only 
like myths and legends, whatever show that I listen to, but it's like my go-to show. I really like lore and history and things that are creepy in folklore and his delivery of them and the detail he puts into them are just amazing. And he does do his little, like, snide commentary. I think that's, that's probably the best thing, is that he comes on and he does... He has a very dry voice, and he has a very dry delivery. And a very dry but sense he, of humor. And he works in these quips <laughs> and these... And the way he... The snark. I mean, just with, like, the the mystical cat, you know, dance walking up a tree. And like, because that's he delivers, what cats do, you know. And, and, he, and he delivers that line that dry. Yeah, but it's he tells these stories like really, they're accurate to the his to the, the history or folklore or fairy tales. They're accurate to the stories. Yes, but he also works in his little sort of commentary uh, and works it into the story. You know. Yeah, no, it really is a great show. If you like myths, if you like legends, even if you don't listen, because I guarantee you, he has an episode that you will really enjoy. Yeah. I mean, he's gone through so much of the King Arthur legends and Greek legend, Greek mythology and uh, Norse mythology, and I mean, I th- he's even done he's even done some Disney. Stuff, I, know, I was going to say, but that, it wasn't like the Disney version. Yeah, it was like here's the actual Snow Queen story that Frozen was based on. Here's the real Mulan. Yeah, those were cool to hear. Yeah, the Little Mermaid was traumatizing. Ooh, I haven't heard that one. You it's been a while one. since I've listened because things have been getting busy at work. Yeah, but uh, I remember it's, the it's Little one Mermaid one. Was, yeah, I remember the Little Mermaid one was like, oh damn. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was, and I will I will say I, I read through some of the iTunes reviews and basically the only negative thing people ever said was people who didn't like his humor. Aw, I love the, his story. Yeah, it was like every one-star review was, just tell the story. I don't need your jokes. I don't need your little I will sad many men. Like, I will oh, say, it's funny. If, you, if you have a problem with people saying Saul with an L. Oh, yeah. he Every A-W word ends with an L for some oh reason. But that's just a where uh, he's from. Yeah. That drives me nuts. But I love the content. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's a great It's show. a great show. It's it's so fun, and the the creature of the week is just way out there. It's always weird. It's and so weird. They're not related to the story. It's just a creature that, yeah. of the week that he describes. And they're it's like so this week we're talking weird. about Thor, and here's this weird raccoon thing that's gonna steal your butter. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and and it could just be like that because yeah. <laughs> well, let's see. I remember there's butter cat. And it's, isn't there like a wood cat? And there's a <laughs> there's a lot of cats. There's a lot of cats, but yeah, that's yeah, that's just the weirdest. But it's all these weird things. He yeah, did like real leprechauns, yeah. <laughs> stuff like that. But it, it's cool to learn the real stories, and they're so interesting. Learning like yeah, just mm-hmm. all of the, the the original stories to stuff. It's been really cool, and it's not just the what you might have grown up hearing. Oh, this is what, you know, Disney's Hercules was nothing like the real story. Well, and then some of them span, like, some of the stories span multiple episodes. Yeah. So, he really gets in-depth with them, and he really develops the story and all of the details and the characters. So, it's really, really worth listening to if you 
have any sort of interest in that type of thing. Yeah. Okay. Just because what would you say was your favorite story? Um, I would have to say that my favorite were, uh, my favorites were when they do, or when he talks about, uh, Baba Yaga, which I believe is around episode 16 that she comes up. Um, she kind of pops up in here and there. Yeah, she like, makes an appearance in like a few, but yeah, like anytime Russian legends and Russian stuff pops up, she kind of works her way in there. Yeah, I just think it's funny because it's the it's you know this witch that lives out in the cabins and she's hilarious. The chicken foot cabin and sleeping on a stove and a- yeah, and like the house runs after you and it's funny. Yeah, it's um, and I also really like the Merlin stories because there were. A lot of things that I thought I knew about Merlin that I... Nope. Yeah. Merlin was kind of fucked up. Yeah. and But I, w- I was kind of... There's like the end of that story, the Merlin story, was kind of sad. I was like, oh. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, the end of the Merlin bit. <laughs> but I really liked those. Yeah. Those are... I think my favorite was probably the Disney ones, just because of the how different they were, especially Aladdin. That one really threw me off, because I did not know the original Aladdin story was Chinese. Oh, yeah. And so that one was like, oh, wow, almost everything about this story that people know is Or wrong. like the Cinderella one. It's or, yeah. so freaking morbid. Oh, like, I know. They're so crap. bad. <laughs> Those stories are so <laughs> wrong. <sighs> Hans Christian Andersen. Uh Okay. Yeah, that wasn't the version that he told anyway, so... No. But those stories were bad, even the originals at that stage. But anyway. Ah, all right. Well, thank you, dear, both for introducing this show to me and for for chatting with it. Chatting with it? Chatting about it with me <laughs> today. Getting chatty with it. Yep. Na, 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 na. If Will Smith sues me, I'm smacking you, really. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay and i'm back i'm really back this time all right well i think that's going to do it for me this week thank you very much to my wife for for sitting down with me for a little bit because i know she likes us to keep our shows separate it's just kind of her thing but she she does love uh, much like me, she loves talking about the stuff that she likes, so I think she, she'll probably tune in just to hear her own voice this week. <laughs> but, <clears throat> since that is it for me now, I would just like to say thank you for making it this far once again. And remember, all of the stories and the recommended listening are all right there for you at odddadout.blogspot.com. And just click on Recommended Listening and you'll get the entire list and the links to all of the previous uh, Recommended Listening suggestions. And all of the news stories and all of the past episodes. There are all the little buttons there to subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play and Spreaker. And even if you have just a generic Android, there's a button there for you too. And since you're already there subscribing... Leave me a review and a rating, because I'd love to hear from you and know what you think of the show. If you think I suck, tell me. I just want to know. I'm, I'm, maybe I'm a glutton for punishment, but I just want to know what y'all think. 
Nobody's talking to me. You must talk to me. Uh, or you can just drop me an email at odddeadout at gmail.com or on Facebook and Twitter at, you guessed it, odddeadout. But that's it for this week. And until next time, I've been Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out. Thank you and good night. <laughs>